Make your strong marriage even stronger with Focus on the Family Canada's new marriage enrichment conferences and retreats. Based on the proven, biblically-based principles that come directly out of the Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Counseling Program, these principles provide couples with practical tools to create a more vibrant, intimate, and loving marriage. For registration details, call 1-833-2-ENRICH or visit enrichyourmarriage.ca. That's 1-833-2-ENRICH or visit enrichyourmarriage.ca. I spent my whole life grilling food, never smoking food. It was too much work, right? Until I finally got a smoker. And I went, oh my goodness, I've been missing out. And it takes a lot more work to mm-hmm. smoke something than it does to grill it. But like, it's the same thing with friendship. You can spend your whole life doing the easy thing, and but, but if you'll take the chance, you'll realize there's something much greater out there for you. That's Tommy Woodard, and he's joining us today along with his buddy and comedy partner, Eddie James, uh, here on Focus on the Family. And your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly. I'm John Fuller. John, you know, there's a sign on my desk that says laugh. You've seen it many times. I have. And I love it. And I think humor is such an important ingredient in the tools that God gives us to kind of get through life and to enjoy life and to have fun. If you don't have a sense of humor, you might want to just turn it off right now. Yeah, just be done with it. Because <laughs> we are going to have fun today. And I think humor comes directly from the heart of God. Mm. I think Jesus demonstrated humor in a number of ways. In fact, studies show it can help your immune system, it can help you sleep better, it can help your memory, and not just the physical attributes, it helps you spiritually, it helps you emotionally. And I'm excited to introduce our listeners and viewers to two great guests today. Yeah, we've got, as I said, the skit guys and uh, their husbands, fathers, and founders of the comedic duo. They've been lifelong friends, and they've written a book called Smells Like Bacon. Perfect the, title. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Skit Guy's Guide to Lifelong Friendships. And uh, we'll encourage you to stop by our website to check out the details. We're at focusonthefamily.ca. Eddie and Tommy, welcome to Focus. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Looking yeah. forward to it. Now, uh, it's interesting, as I was reading through the book and the prep that the team put together, mm-hmm. uh, your guys' relationship started from a funny origin. I mean, <laughs> one of you stole the other one's girlfriend. Yes, yes. That usually doesn't yeah. mean a lifetime relationship <laughs> between yeah. two guys. Yeah. So what happened? Uh, he was dating a cute girl, and uh, <laughs> I was interested. <laughs> and so he was did... a year older. Yeah. You know, okay. So he, he had soft... facial hair. <laughs> You've made up for that. I now. made up for it. Lost yeah. it up top. Got it right there. Yeah. Well, that's kind of fun. I mean, right there. But I mean, how seriously? How did that spawn into a, a relationship between the two of you? How did you turn that tide? And Eddie, you must have a lot of patience. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> yes. Um. I, I can remember even in the ninth grade hallway when Jill said to me, um, I think I like somebody else. And I literally said, no exaggeration, I said, well, there's nothing I can do if you don't like me anymore, but please tell me it's not that sophomore in the musical that you're in, that Tommy guy, that Tommy Woodard. That's exactly what I said. And she <laughs> says, it is. And, uh, and, and I don't know, somewhere in that year, yeah, I she mean, listen, Jill's really smart, right? I mean, she, she loved she, Jesus. Yeah, she loved Jesus. Yeah. And like after about two weeks of dating me, she was gone. Yeah, right. Oh. So, so it didn't last. Yeah, it didn't last. Yeah. And then uh then I got be, to go, aha. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I think uh Misery Less Company, we were two jilted guys and yeah. you know. So just, yeah. So that so bugs. Jill brought you together. We were yeah. All Jill, right. Jill, Jill did. Well that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you stay in touch with Jill, either one of you? Um 
She was no. The answer is no. Okay. Yeah. I saw it at our thirty year reunion, but no. Okay. Other than that, yeah. So in the book, you talk about these four circles of friendship. Who wants to describe them? We would call them the concentric circles. You know, the first is, hey, you want to go have coffee? You want to? You just want to go do something? The I, coffee I th- friend. The coffee friend. It, it's. I think it's very hard for. Uh, you know, especially in today's world, just guys just trying to go, you know, do something, you know. And so it's at least a uh, break a barrier down to, hey, you want to go do this? You want to go have coffee, you know, and just, you know, talk or just go do something that just seems, you know, what we both have in common to do type. But thing. pretty light touch is the point. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. There's no pressure when you're having coffee with someone, you know, you don't, you don't have to, I mean, and if it doesn't work out, you don't go get coffee with them again. You know, yeah. it's not complicated. It's like a ghosting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Physical yes. ghosting. Don't text them back. Yeah. 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 Yes. You'll see them at church. Yes. Like, hey, 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 hey. We need time. to. Yeah. We did. We do need to get some. Yeah. That was good. That was good. That was good. Yeah. 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 yeah but then, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. But at yeah. that coffee or whatever, it may be that's when as you're talking all of a sudden you figure out oh do we have more to talk about is there is there something here or not you know yeah yeah Yeah. okay so that's uh the hangout or the yeah the hangout yeah okay what about the acquaintance that is when it's like there's some good koinonia as we as we call it in the christian circles Mm. there's some good koinonia here you know it's like okay this could become something and and i know like for for couples that usually pairs them off a little bit too like our wives get together you know i mean they're doing well um we seem to be hanging out well like i like this guy's company we're having a good time so you start with the acquaintance and then you're laughing you're having a good time and it kind of builds from there yeah that's where you know at the coffee if you're talking about stuff and uh, hey i like this you like this hey you want to go to the game together you know i got an extra ticket you know that kind of turns into the acquaintance and you're looking for kind of those opportunities to hang out man i have you given it that much thought john (laughs) (laughs) that may be one of the problems here is that you know i don't think guys think about this that much and oftentimes people will say that men are kind of loners yeah Yeah. we like to do things on our own we don't necessarily gravitate toward group yes Mm -hmm. do you got is that true do you think that Oh, I think it takes work. So you yeah. got to yeah. think about it. I mean, I think, point. yeah, I mean, I think you have to, but it's anything that is worthwhile takes work, you know? Yeah. And so you've got to put some thought to it. Yeah. Eddie always quotes, I don't know who it is about quiet desperation. Uh, that I think it's Walt Whitman, but you know, most Ooh, that men, that sounds good. Even if it's not, uh, even yeah. if it's not, yeah. most men lead lives of quiet desperation. And I, and I think that's, I think there's a lot of truth to that, you know, um, the women will talk, the women will try, you know, the, the, there's a bonding there. There's a, but we can just sit back and look at our well, now we have phones we can just sit back and kind of look and at our phones and we could maybe make a little bit of small talk but for whatever reason it is that quiet desperation just kind of sits in there and we'd rather just sit with that than really try to exert ourselves and just yeah. g- give a little bit it's so true i mean jean and i jean's you know she she's got three or four bible studies going every mm-hmm. week and she's got girlfriend coffee time I'm, and she's going i'm so busy i'm like well, just say no. I mean, I'm the practical guy, right? Yeah. Just stop doing yeah. it. Yeah. Right, right. I can't do that. These are my friends. Yes. I don't even register that. What do you right. mean? Yeah. Yes. Well, and there's a, there's a bit, I think we wouldn't admit it, there's a bit of social anxiety. Like, I'm afraid of how it's going to go. It's not going to work out, and it's going to take some work. But the truth of the matter is, if you'll take that chance, mm. I think nine times out of ten, you leave going, that was great. Okay, so we got acquaintance circle, hangout circle. What are the other two? Circle of honor. Those would be the people that you'd go, I want to do life with these people. When you see them, 
you you just love them. You want to honor their life. You want you want to be a part of their world, their kids' world. Um, you, you go to their kids' games. I mean, there is an honoring that happens. Of I will go out of my way to be a part of their world, just as they're being a part of my world. With my with my teenagers, um, like I love watching their friendships, and and I love just kind of watching to go. Is this a seesaw friendship? Because uh. sometimes uh, they can meet somebody. And it's not a seesaw friendship. It doesn't go back, forth, back, forth. Somebody just sits and they're like up in the air going, are you ever going to give me a bounce, you know? And then <laughs> those friendships don't last, right? But when you have honor friendships, there's a good seesaw of friendship going back and forth. It's reciprocated in such a way to go, we love doing life together. And I know that's a cliche word, doing life together, but there really is something beautiful when you when you see that in action. And that sounds pretty tight, that circle of honor, but yet you go to the garden friendship. Yeah, so so there's like in that circle of honor, like that's who you would say, hey, we're out of town this weekend. You mind keeping an eye on the house? Mm-hmm. Like I trust them that much. But do you give them a key? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Hey, would you watch the dogs? You know, Feed don't worry the about the cat. But yeah, watch the dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cats you know? are okay, cat lovers. The Bible. Yeah, do right. not respond to this. <laughs> you know? not, a, not a problem. Okay, but then yeah. the the garden friendships. That's another level. And and that is going to be. You're not going to have very many of those. Yeah, because and define that, what a, that looks that, like. It, it's, it's David and Jonathan. It's that depth. It's I love you more than I love my soul. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm there for you no matter what. You know, there are limits to that circle of honor. You know, you're, you may not call that circle of honor at 2 a.m. and go, hey, I got to talk. It's the garden friend you're going to call. Yeah, it's Jesus uh, ushering Peter, James, John further into the garden. You know, come over here. Even, even though they fell asleep and, you know, uh, but there was an ushering of of three other people to come closer to my pain. So it's closest it's, of the close. Yep. It's the, mm-hmm. and it's the funnel, everything that we just described. I mean, that's a funnel and it does get smaller. You know, yeah. it, it does get smaller when you go, I love you so much that I want that if there is pain, if there is hurt, if there is habits, if there's hangups in my life, I want to usher you into my garden of pain to just be there. Pray with me, help me through this, whatever those things are. You describe in the book, the uh, example of the, the paralyzed man in the in the New Testament. Uh, how does that fit to friendship, and what happened? Oh, because it's one of the. It, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, like here's these guys, right? And and you know the the guy we don't know his name. We call him Matt because he's on a mat. But so Matt can't he can't get anywhere, and his buddies take him to Jesus, right? Of all the things we can do, the best thing we just take our friends to Jesus. And when they can't get in, you know, which is so like church. Oh, it's like yeah. church. Yeah. This is my pew. Oh, you can't, I can't sit get, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one's making room for this no, guy. No, you should have got here earlier. <laughs> you know, and these guys, there's they don't take no for an answer. They they go to whatever extreme it takes. And then what I love. And, and there's always what, that one guy. Oh, there's always that always one the, guy. Yeah, like, you know? oh, well, we can't get in. Yeah, I, I got an idea. Let's go down the roof. I mean, you know they didn't think this through, right? <laughs> They're just only, friends that walked into Jesus. Only guy. It was a bunch of guys. Yes, yes it, it wasn't, wasn't women. Yes, yeah. I think yeah. they got on the roof and everyone went, what do we do now? I don't know. I just thought this would be better. You know? <laughs> that guy, and though, goes, I got an idea. Yeah. yeah. And so down below, you know it was, you know, Jesus is talking and, and, and sharing. And all of a sudden, you, you know there's just little dirt pebbles that are just fall, falling down. Yeah. 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 And, and they're like, man, bad squirrels, you know, yeah. something's going on, but like they lower him down. And this is what's beautiful is the scripture says, seeing their faith, mm. right? Not, not seeing his faith, mm. seeing their faith. Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. 
you know? And so this intimate friendship, like we don't understand the effect that our faith has on our closest of friends, you know? That is really cool to think of it that way. And again, I think for us men, we got to break out of that loner mentality. You're kind of convicting me here. (laughs) Um, Modern day situations, why does social media make it so difficult for us to, to have deeper friendships? I mean, I think I know the answer here, but... You wrote the book. <laughs> I, I think we compare a lot. I, I mean, I think I, I think men and women both. We we look at pictures and we can get in just this just stupor of of paralyzed fear and almost compare and contrast to go. Oh my goodness, they have it better than us, or they would never want to be my friend. And and we extrapolate these stories of what one picture looks like, and we will create a whole story for it. And I think it immobilizes us and, and just paralyzes us in such ways to go, eh, they, they'd never be my friend, or that looks so fake, or I don't know about them. We construct our own stories, our own thoughts, our own ways on these things. I, I was just going to say, I hadn't thought about this, but, you know, I think of it typically for women, but men have a real well of inadequacy. Oh, there's so no, when, no I hadn't thought about, about it like that, but mm. when we are comparing ourselves, yeah. we're inadequate. We're not good husbands. We're not good. Our, when, our bodies yes. don't, you know. Yeah. When, when you see a picture of family out on the beach and everything, and they look so happy, and you're like, I didn't take my family to the beach, and, and look at that dad. Yeah, that's interesting. Look at that dad throwing his kid up in the air like that, and how the photographer. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't know if he caught him. You don't know if he fell there. But, but we, we create so many stories in our heads, and we are men, men were fixers we're doers we want we want to make great um and then we we look at these things and we don't have the kind of money they have we don't we, we can't do it they look at their house you know and so i i think a lot of yeah, that plays that. a part yeah yeah I, I think there's comparing i think there's also just the convenience i mean social media is fast food friendship right yeah. mm-hmm. i mean and that's what we do our diet of fast food if you don't stop and eat a good steak you don't know what good food is right and you're going man we love jack-in-the-box man that's the best you in know and burger in and Stick well, with it. it's really good. I'm, I'm going with the not good food, right? <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, good, you okay. know, my favorite tacos are from Jack in the Box. You're like, then you've never been to a real Mexican restaurant, right? <laughs> and I mean, that's the thing. Social media is this counterfeit, uh, convenient friendship, you know, and you're just missing out. Yeah, it's so true. You describe an uh, illustration in your book that caught my attention about going to the movies together. <laughs> this is really funny. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. We, uh, we, 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 we love movies. We, we've always loved movies um and I, I don't know what year it was um but but yeah. we we were we watched we watched everything in high school yeah you know i mean you know i mean that's when pg-13s came out and everything yeah. so but we went and saw beaches and with bet midler i had never seen and, that. Uh, that's because it was it not a, a movie flick? made for men <laughs> i mean yeah yeah and they yeah. didn't even call him chick flicks no, back, then. back then it wasn't yeah right, yeah right but but i think it was nominated for some academy awards or at least the song was oh, yeah. or something yeah. you know? okay so beaches and you decide hey let's go it sounds like fun let's go see and it was about friendships you know yeah. so <laughs> we watched this movie we it was watched... it was the two of us maybe an, an elderly couple and maybe three women in the theater yeah 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 <laughs> and so we watched beaches and and spoiler alert, you know one of the best friend dies right and so um <laughs> and so but you and i i mean we're buddies and we're crying like oh, we, are, we are we crying. are crying at beaches. <laughs> we're ugly crying we are crying at beaches i love it ugly crying we're sitting next to her, and one of us looks over at the other as the credits are as rolling the lights go right up. and go <laughs> should 
<laughs> Should we walk out that exit? Let's door? go out the back exit so nobody sees us. Yeah. But it was one of those defining moments in friendship, though, because he's the guy that invited me to church. September 17th, 1987, he invited me to church. He said there was pizza. I came for cheeses. I got Jesus. And, <laughs> Jesus. and, and, and uh, it changed my life. And so, you know, then to watch a movie about best friends and, and coming from the background of a home life that I came back from, I, I mean, we, we got in your truck and. It was like, it was this moment of like, you're my best friend. You're my best friend. And we're, we're saying these things as dudes going, I love you. You're my best friend. And, and when, when that just is infused with Jesus, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I will never forget. I will never forget that night. It it was like to be that vulnerable and to go, you are my best friend. I love you. And I'm so thankful that you're in my life. Yeah. That was a huge moment. You have cried in front of your wife at a movie, right? In front of your wives. (laughs) I cry cry. regularly. My wife doesn't cry, but I cry. That's good. Yeah. And and we're not saying that if you want a great friendship, you have to watch beaches. (laughs) No, not at all. Let's hope not. No. No. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Eddie James and Tommy Woodard are our guests today on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. And uh, we're going to encourage you to get a copy of their book, Smells Like Bacon, The Skit Guy's Guide to Lifelong Friendships. Stop by focusonthefamily.ca for your copy or call 1-800-THE-LETTER-A-IN-THE-WORD-FAMILY. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. This time of year, Deeks Insurance has a few reminders for us, like making sure eavesdrops are cleared of debris to prevent overflow and to extend downspouts about six to eight feet away from a home's foundation. Deeks Insurance would also like to remind us that their enhanced water option is a great way to protect your home from unexpected water damage. Since 1981, Deeks has been a licensed insurance brokerage. See how they can help protect you and your budget. Get started at deeksinsurance.ca. Deeks Insurance, where family matters. At Focus on the Family Canada, we're always seeking to meet the changing and growing needs of your family. That's why we've developed our free Focus on the Family magazine. It's spiritually grounded and relevant to your needs. Get your free subscription at focusonthefamily.ca. Find parenting tips, practical marriage guidance, useful advice on media, and encouraging ways to help your family grow in Christ. Sign up for your free subscription of Focus on the Family magazine today. Visit focusonthefamily.ca. After 11 years, Brett's marriage had grown stale. He wanted something better for he and his wife. Focus on the Families helped our marriage from the standpoint of opening our hearts to see things from the other's perspective and to make sure that God is centered in our marriage I'm Jim Daly. Together we can save more marriages like Brett's and give families hope. Donate at focusonthefamily.ca slash give. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. You know, I could so relate to this next question uh, because my son Trent, he kind of struggled a little bit in hugging when he was little. So I had to kind of teach him how to hug. Yeah. You guys had a similar conversation observing each other. I don't know which one of you was the non-hugger, but what, what was going hugger. on? I'm the hugger. I was the non-hugger. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, and gosh, this was in college. 
freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. was in college. Trent know. is now a great hugger, just to okay. set the record straight. He made it. He made it over the looks, hugger line. Looks like <laughs> but, you made it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I come Did from Eddie a, make it? He did. Okay, yeah, he's good, a great Eddie. hugger. Like, I come from a family of huggers, you know? I mean, that's what you do, you know? I mean, it's, hey, it was a great time. Good to see you. Let's hug. You know, we hug when we see each other. We hug when we leave. You know, that's the way it works. COVID was rough on us because you can't <laughs> hug, you know? But we're, we were somewhere, gosh, was it? Side of the Y, YMC. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we were just working out. out, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And we were getting ready to go to California, I think, yes. to be interns. So yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. felt like we had to muscle up. A little yeah, bit. Okay. <laughs> get that beach body. <laughs> Another <going>. guy thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think I'd given you a hug, and then I was like, "What was it? Something?" We were sitting in the car, right? Yeah, in my truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and I was like, "Something's bothering me." And you, you identified it. Yeah, and I, and I came from a very sarcastic home, not, not a, not a touchy feely home. And I'm like, "What is wrong with you? What is?" And, and, and like, we're, we're guys. So it's like, well, I, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it. And I'm like, just say it. Will you just say it? Yeah. yeah. And then here I am, college age guy, saying to my buddy. You don't hug me back. Why don't you, hug, why don't you hug me? Even, yeah, it doesn't even come out of your mouth right, you know? And I'm like, what? 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 You, I hug you. I hug you. And no, he, you no. don't. You don't. He was like a cold fish. Yeah. <laughs> he was just, you know? I mean, nah, like hugging a big deal of jello. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And but So what was happening in that moment, we didn't realize it at all, was I was voicing a felt need. You know, I mean, I, I had a felt need that I, I needed to know that you care about me and, and that you'll give me a hug back. You yeah. Know? And when you think about friendships, what, what's so amazing, you know, if you are willing to learn through a friendship, I, I, I think back to that moment, too, going, yeah, I was pretty closed off. I was pretty defensive. Mm-hmm. I had walls. I could use humor to escape any intimacy. I could use humor to not to never really give of myself, but make everyone like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can people please my way through this. I can, you know, do a little song and dance and make people laugh. But I don't ever have to give of myself. Mm-hmm. And to be confronted that by from a buddy, um, you know, still a teenager, to go, I guess I don't hug. I guess I am afraid of what. Mm-hmm. That could huh, look that's like. an early early age to start realizing those things. A hundred percent. I'm yeah. so thankful. Yeah. Let me ask you. Uh, you mentioned in the book how important conflict is in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So most people and some yeah. guys would be conflict averse, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's good to avoid. Tommy, good for you. Raising I your am, hand. I am we, we flipped it. Averse. We flipped yes. it. Okay, so you didn't hug, but he didn't like conflict. So right. why is why is conflict a positive ingredient in a relationship? And how, how do you make it positive? I mean, we've been friends for over 30, yeah. 30 years. And I, we have in our book, it's a chapter in a book, and, and it's something that we say yeah. um, to each other. It's called uh, going through the tunnel of chaos. Um, no one likes to go through the tunnel of chaos. The tunnel of love is a beautiful swan, right? Yeah. You sit in the swan. The tunnel of chaos is oh, a... Oh, it's a goose. Yeah, it's a, a it's an ugly goose, ugly goose with splinters on the seat. I mean, it's a horrible yep. ride you don't want to get on. Uh, I, I avoid it at all costs. Ed's really great at confrontation. And, and one of the things that helps us is being able to say, hey, uh, we need to go through the tunnel of chaos together, you know? Because <laughs> Do you start you, the conversation that way? Yeah. yeah. Okay, here's our great. Yeah. 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 Because you know what's coming. You yeah. know, too many times we try to ease into confrontation. Or you, and, or you passively, aggressively say something, or yeah. you kind of me- mealy toast your way through it, yeah. but you're not saying it. Yeah. And so yeah. when you go, hey, I need to go through the tunnel of chaos with you, you both might be like, ah. 
okay, let's do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, tell me, in fact, um, an illustration you said, mentioned in the book mm-hmm. is uh, a time, a period of time where you were struggling with drinking, I think. Oh, it was. yeah. Yeah. And Eddie kind of came to your rescue. So that's a great, if you don't mind sharing it, that's a great illustration of yeah. how a good friend will help. Yeah. I grew up Baptist and you didn't drink, you know? I mean, and, and I was in my 30s before I started, you know? Right. And it, it, was, uh, it was a very quick, but all of a sudden, uh oh. You know, I'm in trouble here, you know, mm. and my buddy uh, would would be the guy like once I had this moment of where the Lord really came in and was like, you got to you got to stop this. You know, uh, it was, I went straight to him and said, hey, I, I we need to talk about this because I can't do this. You know, That's where I those need, friendships are so critical. It's that's, exactly right. Yeah. I picked up the phone the more that's I, the like, garden friend. I, I that's, drove that's the garden friend. I drove home from the airport drunk and I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and I promise you what was in my head was let the morning bring me joy of your unfailing love. And God just broke me with that. And I went to my wife and I said, I've been dishonest with you about this because I was hiding it. And then the next thing I did was I picked up my phone and I called Eddie and I said, Hey, I had a problem. I don't ever get to do this again. And there's much more to my story. You know, I didn't, it doesn't just stop right there. If you have a a struggle with addiction of any kind, you know, it's not one prayer and you're done. You know, there's more to the process, but he's the guy that I went to immediately and said, I I need that, you know, and he's been there, you know, and you know, focus is here for people that are struggling with any type of addiction Mm -hmm. and we got counselors. So uh, we'll give details at the end. Yeah, Yeah. Always moving from that seriousness to bacon. And yeah. another addiction, your friendship addiction to bacon. How did bacon weave into your relationship? My my buddy moved in. My wife and I lived in a parsonage, right? Uh-huh. Which is you're a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor, yeah. so it's the parsonage the pastor didn't want. If that lets you know okay, what it was yeah, like, so it's and desperate. Yes, we had a, an incontinent cat, and so it smelled like old pastor and cat urine. That's what this oh, house smelled okay. like. It, did. it really, right. did. It really did. So right. Ed, why in the world did you go <laughs> say right? Why would you? move there desperate i moved from california back and i and i needed a place to stay and i didn't know what to do and and i was a little burnout i was i I worked uh, you know from 18 years old to probably 25 at that point i was at a big church and i I was i was tired i didn't know what was next and so Hey, and there was the mother-in-law room in the back the of the evangelist room. The evangelist the room. The evangelist room. Evangelist okay, room. Yes. I was in the back behind the garage in this little evangelist room, and that's where I stayed. Um, I was also on the Atkins diet in the mm. mid nineties. <laughs> uh, Doctor Atkins came out with a thing of don't do any carbs no and carbs. just eat protein. Yeah. And so God bless Tommy and Angie. Um, Angie would go to work, yeah. and you would go across the street to the church, right? And I would make bacon. Oh, he like a whole slab Lots every morning bacon. for breakfast. I, yeah. What you need to know is I was losing weight. It was. It worked for him. Bacon was making me lose weight. And the smell had to be better oh, than the cat. Well, unless, <laughs> it kind of covered it, really, It kind of right? covered it, and, but it just it, permeated, it permeated in the walls. It everything. Yeah, bacon was all in this house with yeah. all the other smells. And so your dear wife. Sweet wife. Sweet wife was like, Tommy, uh, help me understand why does her house smell like bacon? Yeah. And all I could say is that's the smell of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what am I going to say? Yeah. You know, I mean, right. that's the smell of friendship. And so, so bacon. I mean, the whole title of the book smells like bacon is that's what friendship smells like to us. You no know? kidding. There's a whole thing there. We're right at the end, but for people to get the rest of the story, get the book yeah. because uh, you do talk about how friendship and marriage needs to work harmoniously and sometimes it doesn't yes i will say this a 30-year friendship it's hard to find 
uh, men or women who have 30-year friendships. Like right. the only thing you can compare it to is a marriage that lasts that long. And so the, the secret behind this book is, yeah, it's a great book for guys. It's a great marriage book. Yeah. Like no, if, that's if you, good. Yeah. If you practice these things in your marriage, it's fantastic. Yeah. And this has been so good. And I hope people, men particularly, but their wives and girlfriends as well, yeah. Yeah. are kind of sparked here to uh, look into this in a deeper way. Smells Like Bacon, The Skit Guy's Guide to Lifelong Friendships. Uh, you could pick that up directly from Focus Canada. And when you do, those proceeds go right back into ministry. So order your resource through Focus on the Family Canada today. Yeah, and follow up by getting a copy of Smells Like Bacon, The Skit Guy's Guide to Lifelong Friendships, written by Eddie James and Tommy Woodard. Our number here is 800, the letter A, and the word family, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. Next time on Focus on the Family, Crystal Evans-Hurst will encourage you to see life a bit differently. Maybe instead of lamenting your mess, you just need to own your mess and say God knows what he's doing. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ. Mm